wish you best of love Now I'm finna throw them deuces up What you mean I ain't call you, I hit you when I landed I'm waiting in my hotel room Seems like we're arguing more and it's getting less romantic Yeah, I think she'll be able to tell soon But I fuck you right, I will I fuck you right, I will I fuck you like no one has ever, ever made you feel I mean, this part of our relationship's amazing still I might just put up with the arguing and stay for real You looking bad, girl, for goodness sakes You with all those curves and me without no breaks had to do that one time since the boys are back. All right. Chris Brown and Dreezy doing it one time for the one time. Oh, those are your favorites, though. You Chris Brown to... is not my fave. But you liked him when you were, when we were younger, though. I, I still like Chris Brown, but he's not my fave. Mm-hmm. But Drake, of course. Drake is my everything. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of Cross, Cross Culture. I feel like I, I jumped in, like I was going to catch this. I like it, I like it. Um, I am Erica Mona. And I am Damio. Yes, and this is episode 14. Wow, wonderful. Yes, you know you know, the other day we were talking and you were like, we've just been in this stuff for like two months. Girl, but, I felt like we've been doing this for like a good, like at least six months. Right, I feel like we really in the game, y'all. We, know, we're right? podcasters, <laughs> No, we are, we really are. And you know maybe because we also do it like consistently every Saturday. Exactly. So we... We don't. It just feels like it's. This is our job. G. This is our second job. It is our second job. Ooh, look at it's, us. Come on, side hustle. Multiple, multiple businesses. Come on, side hustle. <laughs> All right, child. All right. Um. But Erica, you know what you gotta do. Give it to the viewers one time. What yes. is cross culture? Ah, cross culture means the combination of um, your different views, different personalities, different understandings, different lifestyles, different cultures, um, different ethnicities, and how that has an impact um, in the way you interact with people, with your relationship with people and yourself, and the way you maneuver through the world. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming through with the energy today. Yes, yes. We, we feel good today. We do. The weather is getting it's better. It's starting to finally break. We yes. got some new equipment, y'all, that like, it, I'm like trying yeah. to maneuver okay, with. That, but that's actually the addition to the hype, too, because it's like, I think it, it sort of makes us feel, well, it makes me feel a bit more official, too, Right. Like equipment, you know. It's standing, you know, it's... We're growing. We're growing. We're growing. But all right, girl, let's get into this episode and you know how we start. We start with hot ta, 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 topics. Yeah. Ooh, that was smooth that time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. No, all right. So hot topics. So what is the first on our list to discuss today? All right. So let's jump into this man that made a derogatory comment about Aisha Curry. Uh, so basically, she he is a fan of the Toronto Ro- Raptors. Yes. And I actually... Shout out to the Raptors, though. For, didn't they win they that out game? here. They out here three and one with the Warriors. So basically, um, he has been arrested over an X-rated comment he made about um, Steph Curry's wife, Aisha Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Tristan Warkington, and he's 28. So, you know, I don't know if you see, like, some of this, like, you know, clips of, um, like, newscasters, you know, when they, like, try to interview people. Right. And then out of nowhere, you thinking they're going to, like, make some type of positive input or to the news. The thing they say is, fuck a right in the pussy. You know, 
Isn't no, that what Trump said? I feel like I've heard that exact well, statement said, somewhere. Trump said he grabbed her. By the oh, way. okay. That's what Trump said. But this is this is like some little thing that people do every now and then, oh. like if you catch it. Um. So anyway, so basically this guy Tristan, you know, asked him about the game, and he was like, um. I just want to let everyone know, Aisha Curry, we're going to fuck her right in the pussy. That's Why? rape. That's, that's rape. And the fact that you said her name? Yeah. Why? So they're investigating the situation. He did too it much. Just, you, you just don't have no respect. I mean, what is there to investigate? Did they not see him do it on he air? on air. I mean, so I guess he's going to be arrested for... Like, oh, they want to see how serious he is, I guess? Yeah. Because um, like, I guess also, you know, the celebrities, you know. People, everything pe- happens. They legit be having stalkers. You yeah, know, any, legit, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And I just think that is just so ridiculous. You said... Her, you said her, why would you even say her name? For what? Don't say her name. Don't say her name. Uh, Anyway, but yeah, that is just ridiculous. And I do, it's good that they're investigating it. Yes, because we stand Aisha Curry. Yeah, and she's a wonderful woman. Ugh, some of this man just has She's no a great respect. little mulatto. I like her. Love anyway, okay, that's that. Um, nothing. Cosmopolitan. I don't know if you guys saw the thing going on with him and Meek Mill. Mm, the Cosmopolitan it? Hotel, yes. not to be confused with the magazine. Right, that's true. Um, in Vegas. And they put him out. Yeah, so they put Meek Mill out because uh, evidently the Cosmopolitan Hotel has a record of being somewhat racist mm-hmm. and prejudiced with black rappers. Girl, all these clubs, all this they all do. But yeah, Vegas seems like the type. All they play is little techno music. Their music and, is yeah, horrible. Like it's just crazy to me. Like with all these little random residencies, I don't know. Vegas is a weird place, man. But yeah, celebs are always there doing, you know. Um, having Events, shows and stuff yeah. for hotels and it's just like what's going on but anyway they put him out and there's a little like you know you could sort of do this little um, clip of it and he was like I didn't do anything what's going on you know like mm-hmm. he didn't it wasn't like he was making any yeah he wasn't doing anything it wasn't like he was smoking or they he was having loud music or they like, were rowdy or the entourage it's literally like he existed he just put him out yeah. for no reason and they were like oh we just have to put you out as according to whatever yeah but anyway so now finally they are admitting that they were a fault in this McMeal situation Duh. really we obviously saw it you know mm. um, and you know McMeal was saying like he's one of the rappers that who spends a lot of money there so it's not like he's there That's to sad. steal money he's not there to do anything but to give you guys money you know um, but it's just to show that no matter how rich you are you know, you're a celebrity, you're this and that, you're black, okay? You're still going to receive some type of treatment. As Kanye West said, you're still a nigga in a coop. Ooh. That's what he said. That's true. He said that. That's why people, they, that's what they see you as. Okay. Um, I just... All right. Um, so Obama. Mm. So Obama was able to secure a podcast. The deal. Obamas. The I'm sorry, you're right. Mm-hmm. The Obamas, plural. Um, our favorite floatist, Miss Michelle. Yes. And our favorite president, Mr. Barack Obama, have secured a podcast deal with Spotify. So like it would be both of them. Talking about stuff. So I don't know if it's like they have their own podcast or they're like, it's part of their production company. Because I've heard different stories. Oh, really? Because, you know, they have like a production company, which Mm -hmm. is part of their deal with Netflix. Right. So I don't know if this is also another extension or it's really like them coming at us with like the Obamas, the podcast. I think that would be so interesting. I would definitely subscribe. Of course. Like, of course. Like, I feel like they're the realest ever and they're so intelligent, you know, like. All you could do is to learn from them and to hear what they have yeah, to say. I just love them. They're dynamic. And it's just so nice that you just still see them so active. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they did it. The they weren't like the presidential couple that was like, I do this. You don't hear nothing. Yeah, they were, they're like, we still here. Exactly. Like, the only time you hear about some 
like George Bush. Oh, then his yeah. mother died or something like yeah. that. Or whenever something tragic happens in their to the family. other president, exactly. or they want to run for something or something like that. But they're so active with everything. I so do wish wonderful. they would leave Malia alone because Malia was in the in the, the news today in the news this with, week with her little white with her white boyfriend, boyfriend smoking a cigarette. But okay, yes, I'm not in support of smoking cigarettes. Just Wasn't for your love. No. I was like, oh no, honey, she smokes cigarettes. <laughs> she does smoke cigarettes. But think about it, she got it from my father. Bro, I could smoke cigarettes, you know. Um, but the, just the fact that it's unhealthy. But besides that, you know, it's cigarettes. People smoke cigarettes. So yeah. I think you know her being oh the the a black girl, you know, black yeah. president um, daughter. They trying to look for something to hold against her. Uh, yeah, I just feel like leave Malia alone. She's I feel young. like. The shade room, y'all shouldn't pick up stories on Malia. Yeah. Like stories that are negative. Like let her be a teenager, let her have her college moment, let her do her. But you know what I'm saying? For real, what do you think about having this white boyfriend though? We already had this podcast. I told you, unless he's an exceptional white man. Ain't I no mean, need. they go to Harvard. Well, hopefully, his character and personality. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, hope, yes. hopefully, because. Well, we'll see with it's, that. It's um, legacies in Harvard and right. stuff. Oh, so. yeah. But so far, um, she's doing well. She's in, in college. You know, you don't see anything negative about yeah, her. Yeah, you know, she's just she's literally just a teenager. That's Well, she's she a young adult now. I don't think she's she she out adult, at 19. You know, finding herself, you yeah. know, so let her be. Right. Speaking of which, uh, we could talk a little bit about this T.I. versus TMZ. Ah, uh, okay. So we know that his sister Prussia, she recently died. It was maybe like last month mm-hmm. or so. Now I don't want to release what TMZ said because I just it's do public news though. It is public, but out of respect of his family and what they say, I don't want to repeat the exact cause of death. What are you reporting then? I'm saying that I do think that it is inappropriate that TMZ released that cause of death. Yes, of course. So you're not saying I mean, you can say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. Uh, I didn't even mean to laugh. But anyway, we know she died. And basically, well, initially it was like from a car accident. From a car accident. She had a heart attack during a car accident. Yep. So TMZ released that um, actually the cause of accident was cocaine and also maybe a heart attack. I mean, I feel like... It was a combination of those. Basically, she had cocaine in her system. Exactly. Because it's essentially them saying that she had... What caused a heart attack was her being on cocaine, which was like, we didn't need that extra piece of Yeah, it's like, man, you know, it just just shows with this lifestyle, your celebrity, um, all this TMZ, all this news outlet, they have no respect for your life. You know, no... To them... Privacy? What is that? That's nothing. Yeah. You know, you know, they make money off of saying your business, whether it's making stuff up, whether it's true, whether it is some sensitive things. They have no care at all. I, yeah, I just think there's like, we just didn't need to know that about. Yeah, her. it's just even just too soon. It's like, too why? Soon. We so, didn't need to know it. It just it didn't add to anything. It ain't gonna bring her back. It wasn't like she. It wasn't like she killed people and this that, and the other, and then it added to the story. It literally is just nothing but a defamation of character. Honestly, and it wasn't even like oh we we've seen her in the media multiple times. Oh, and then like she she wow. yeah, like I would have never known that never. had they not released never. that. And I think that was Ti's point. Like you know that's like, our family business. Like exactly. We know this about her or I, I think even somewhere they said the kids didn't know that of course they probably didn't know yeah. so it's like now it's like why what's like, the point whoa what like exactly exactly so it is pretty sad so he um he ran he went off on a little yeah, he went um, off. you know little video i think he sent to tmz mm-hmm. um just saying that was just so unnecessary like his family they're still like you know go over in this they're still going through this situation now and they're off limits she she's not a celebrity she just she's so not, happened to be and that's what he the said. sister of a celebrity he's like that's one thing to come at me tiny whatever even some of the kids sometimes but uh, but 
that it's just exactly it's just unnecessary. That's exactly what it's he unnecessary. Said. Everybody got somebody in their family that that does something so, yeah. or is something. Every, nobody's family is one hundred percent pristine. So to just bring that up is just inappropriate. Yeah, I totally agree. Our uh, condolences to them. Yeah, girl, Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus. So now that's a cokehead. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, so basically, she's. I think um, she's having a new album coming out, or maybe it's out, I don't know, but um, she's trying to promote the album super hard, so I don't know if you guys follow on social media or see any posts um, of her, like, you could see she's going hard with this photo shoots. The photo shoots are not even attractive, they're tasteless. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I saw some on Twitter, and then she's also selling condoms to promote her um, her album. I mean, yeah, sell condoms, sell, save, save sex, but it's like, oh, this is to promote your album. She be she always try to use sex, 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 sex. Here's my thing with Miley. Miley, you can't recycle the same rollout. You did this same. rollout already. She did. This the whole twerking stuff. This was you shaving off Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana, Disney. You. We get it. Now you can't say. You know you rebranded. You said that hip hop was deviant from your. But character. she's still come, trying to come through that route again. Exactly. You said all of this was before. You said you married now. Your wife. Woo woo woo. You can't say. Oops. I'm trying to put music out again. My dad is cool with the black community let me let get me back. let me let get me, in where i fit me slide in. in real quick we don't want you it was some video i saw on twitter of a concert she did and it's, it sounded like i'm like is she rapping because this is not your country she, she pop music no it really was like girl you trying to rap and it's like she tra- basically took the um song so uh d who was a mm-hmm. female rapper that we highlighted in the female oh, rap yeah. she has a song called attitude it's actually on the insecure season two I okay. believe soundtrack. So that's where she she she's ripped off that whole beat and that's what she called catitude. Ah. Which I don't understand the, the cat reference, but whatever. So that's I mean, I think cat Oh, she's talking about her ver- I think that's what it would be. Oh. I mean that's what it is nowadays. I cat, didn't know that's cat, where you know I didn't get that from the lyrics, but now that you say it it does make sense. Yeah, I I think so, but uh, I may be wrong. No, you you probably up there. You're right. Uh, Miley just just do your little country music. Be you. Stop trying to just jump into this different. It's a whole. It's a facade. You know, you jump into one personality to to the other, I'm one culture to, call to her the other. By her government name, What's Destiny. That? Calm down. You know that's her. Like her real name. This is when I. You know, I was I was a true Disney kid. I didn't watch Hannah Montana. Like I, I like I, I was like a fan dumb into all of Disney. Her true name is Destiny Smiley. Smiley. That was her middle name. Like no, oh, Destiny. Um, Smiley. It's not Miley. It's, uh, Miley wasn't the name. It was something else. Or they called her. They called her Smiley. Okay. Because she always used to smile. She and then she cute. changed her legal name. So now her legally her name is Miley Cyrus. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. It's a whole thing. Interesting. Interesting. Her family is quite interesting too. Well, you know her younger sister dated. It's one weird. Of those, he dated one of those. She dated one of those, those weird little, little rappers. Rappers. Ugh. Anyway. Mm, okay. Alabama. Ugh, Alabama. The red state. Alabama passes a bill that requires chemical castration for certain child molesters. So this could seem like sort of a good thing, too, because it's like, you know, and they did say certain child molesters. So I would even like to do some research into that to see what do they what is that category? You know, what level is it that they say, okay, this person has to be, you know, chemically castrated? I'm going to look up how much tickets to Alabama cost, because at this rate... You trying to go there? Is anybody visiting? No, that's what I'm saying. People like, live there. People, no, it's one thing to live there, and that's just where your life is. It's nothing to now be like, I'm about to go visit Alabama. Sweet home Alabama. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah, think, I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, but what do you feel about it? I mean, of course, child molesters, they're horrible. You know, you take away this kid's life. You change people for the rest of their lives, you know? And you know, it's, it's a, I also believe it's a mental thing, too. I feel like it's really inhumane to do medical castration. That's a lot. That, that's but you, one, you could also say it is inhumane to no, it's inhumane the child, to, you know? to molest. I, I'm not saying let the child molesters go. I'm just saying that form of punishment is. So, what do you think is the best type of punishment for I mean, child molesters? Life in prison, life in prison with rehabilitative services. They definitely do need re- yeah. that. Yeah, like that's just that's just it. Like I don't, you know, that's registered true. sex offender stuff. You know, be in a way where they can't live in a society. But with look, children. you know, when we think about it, you know, we see the news with all this like rich white men that we see that molest mm-hmm. white kids. Like mm-hmm. even the laws or whatever the punishment against them, I think it's little to nothing. Yeah, if anything, they get uh, you know registered as a sex uh, offender, but yeah. it's like or maybe they go to jail for three months yeah i definitely you know? think that so maybe it should be a higher increase they in should, jail yeah. sentence yeah as well as a intensive rehabilitation because it's a mental program. thing because it's like i feel like even if you do castrate them i also think it's a mental thing because so you don't even to, have to yeah there are other a, ways to molest children exactly where you get pleasure from it mentally yeah you know yeah there, there are other ways i mean at this one you can touch them yeah. You can lick them. You can do all types of stuff. Anything that, that you can done. do sexually without using actual genitals, you, you can You could rape people You can molest. Yeah. So I think that that's just it's just their it, it way doesn't of, solve anything. Yeah, it's, anything. it's a little just like It doesn't solve anything. And I wonder what as I said, I wonder what they consider to be certain child child molesters. So it's not like oh, they've had a a a strong recurring history of it. And it's then they're like, okay, it's harming to. some rich white little girl. Mm. Not some poor white girl, or oh, black girl, you know, or black yeah. girl, anything. Just some rich white little girl, like <sighs> that is true. Uh, but that's that on that. Let's bring something a little bit more positive. Sierra, Sierra. There's no time that somebody says Sierra that in my my head. I don't go Sierra. This beat is automatic, supersonic, hypnotic. Thank you for my body. Yeah. Oh, you went to this. That, that was my song when I was um younger. Too. Um, but it's so good to see Sierra growing in a different way. So she was on the Red Table Talk this week, mm-hmm. and I love the Red Table Talk. It's got to the point where I can't watch it without shedding some sort of tear. Oh, really? Like I just be in it, like. Mm, like just it's so emotional for me it's so cleansing um and she was talking about you know just her growth and her from her relationship with future to where she is now with russell wilson um that's a good man and and it's beautiful to see it's beautiful to hear i also love that like you know he's younger he's like three years younger than her 30 now and she's like they're just he's just turning 30 so i also love that because i feel like it also kind of debunks this narrative that we try to give women of oh he's not grown enough or he'll mature and so on and so forth exactly. and it's really or like a man has to be a certain age before yeah, he can fully mature and, show and settle love down and, and do this and that and i think it's like it's it's very it was very like it gave me hope because you know yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm somewhat jaded on relationships or it's like, I don't care, man, I'm going to be man, woo-woo-woo, so on and so forth. But it did make you feel like, you know what, everybody can come through some sort of storm and you can find Your something. And more importantly, what I got from it is like, 
it's okay to take that time to work on yourself because when you work on yourself, then those type of things will become clearer to you. Exactly. I really do appreciate that. She was honestly really real, you know, because yeah. she was saying how, you know, when and things ended with future, she had to change her mindset. You know, she really had yeah. to work on herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things that used to be attractive to her, like that whole future lifestyle, yeah. it became really distasteful to her. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you know, this is not what I want for myself. I want mm-hmm. something better. I have to think beyond myself. I think mm-hmm. about my child. And luckily for her, she had a good example of... um Marriage love, and love, yeah. You know, how her parents are still together at like over 30 years. Which you know? is beautiful. And she said she just kept on thinking about the way her dad loved her mom, you know. Which is so and cute. And she was like, okay, wait, he's doing this. So obviously, uh, what I'm like, going through this in the future, what, this isn't what I want. Mm-hmm. And of course, she said she she prayed extensively and she was specific with everything that she wanted in her prayers, uh, which is really important. Well, you know? she said better. You know what, I, what, what she specifically said was that she started to pray for what she doesn't want. So mm-hmm. it was like to know more what you don't. Don't want. want. That's the that's the better way to go about it because it's like you know sometimes you don't know what you want until you get it. But you know from experience you know okay you know what I don't like this I don't, I don't want like this. this you know what I'm saying like it's some stuff I've been able to narrow down like I don't like aggressive men or I don't uh-huh. like this type of stuff so it, it was really good to hear her especially talking to somebody like Jada because we all know Jada and Will have that type of love too yeah and I found that I found that it was beautiful to hear in common when the, um. When she said that you it know, was calm and that, you know, and, and Jada kind of spoke that too. Like, yeah, when you're young, you young, you look for that yeah. passion, that woo-woo. That fire. And I, and, I, and I felt that in myself. I really and did. And I think as women, we need to, we know what we, um, let's be a young woman, what mm. we identify as fire. You know what I mean? back and forth. You that, know, and it doesn't mean her yeah. and um, Russell, Russell don't, don't have, have fire. Yeah. But as you said, it's like there's a certain type of fire, some type of difference of excitement. It's yeah. Like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's dangerous. Yeah. But it's not healthy, girl. That's not what you need for yourself. It, it's not. But yeah. we'll get into that. And lastly, I like that she did say that... Um, She's also grateful for the experience. Because yeah. that was the experience. It's part of the journey of life. You're going to yes. go through things that you never ever thought you were going to go through. But as long as you learn from the lesson and you move forward, you know. So I like that. Um, that was a really good episode. Yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I'm really happy for Sierra. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's cute to see our little princess of crunk, whatever she called right? herself, to become a, beautiful mother a young woman. Mm-hmm. She was super happy. Like, I want more kids. I'm like, go ahead, girl. Yep, yep. She's doing well. That's good for her. Okay. All right, you guys. You guys know what's coming next. Oludo of the week. Oludo. Hopefully the drop works this week, y'all. You say that all the time, but it works every week. It be time. working, but then, like, I turn it up. But anyway, that's some behind the scenes stuff. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Oops, wrong drop. All right, y'all. So for this week's Oludo of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still haven't watched When They See Us because mm-hmm. I... Um, this is this is one of those moments where it is really like I just I don't know if I'm emotionally ready. You have to be emotionally ready for me. I'm I, gonna watch it, but I'm just like, damn, I'm not even in that space. Summer just about to begin. Yeah. Woo, woo. It's heavy. Let it's, me not get in that PTSD that mode. Yeah, it's heavy. It really is for me because um, I've seen like the actual. I saw it in college, so the actual like, documentary and mm-hmm. some of like the legit recordings of the case. So mm-hmm. I really know what it's about. So I'm like, I don't think I want to put myself through that right now. But um, of that. We do know certain things, certain stories that have emerged since they came out, right? And one of those people, very pivotal characters, is Miss Linda Fairstein. Can you tell the people who Miss Linda Fairstein is? So she's a persecutor. Um, She was a persecutor on the case and... 
basically prosecuted them and she she wrote a book about it and she made millions of dollars you know she prosecuted them without and obviously if you you watch it or you know about the central park five case there's no legit evidence mm. that this kids that they raped this woman woman in new york as she was jogging or whatever mm-hmm. it is she did there's no evidence you know even the fact that one of them he just came to visit his friend and you know in prison in jail and ended up like, in jail and they're like oh no you're part of it and it's like i don't even know anything about this case so basically that's what she did she prosecuted them um she wrote a book and she made millions and uh, thankfully now uh after this movie her publishing deal or her publisher they, they dropped, dropped her. her but it's like y'all looking knew this though thank you but yeah. you know what because of this she gets our highest honor right she gets that was, that was a good one. You, you see what I'm nice. saying? That was smooth. <laughs> but anyway, Olodo of the That's week awesome. goes to her. And you know, I take stuff like this even more personally because I work with children in such a high capacity as a former educator, as somebody that now works in a non for profit that betters children's mm-hmm. lives. I cannot ever see any of the students I work with, and I've worked from kids from pre K to seniors in high school, and immediately see them as criminals. But you know, the system, black kids, they don't, they don't see them as black they kids. They don't see them as black they kids. Take away, they take away black kids' childhood, like a 10 year old. From, like you're 10 whatever they see you as an adult you know and they charge them with you know I did a, a, a research paper on that in college in my African American criminology class I did a project on the um on the juvenile prison system with black kids and how even from schools from the uh, school to prison pipeline and so much and so forth and it's a lot of stuff that we can get into but I just hate that this white woman you don't even have a nurturing bone in your body you're you're supposed to be a woman and women supposed to see kids as kids and woo woo this that and the other she's a white woman and she doesn't care which further reinforces this narrative that white women are right there next to white men in terms of oppressive of course people like they are they are right there like do not ever get it twisted do not ever think that in this oppression game that we are playing and we are fighting through that white women are not there you know, I was right re- along with yeah, it yeah I was reading you know when they abolished slavery like white women were on people that did not want slavery to be abolished because it was like that was their property you yeah. know so it's like why would you take away they really fought against it or you know they wouldn't let their slaves go free at all you know like exactly. force them to work so yeah they, they do a lot there's, there's so much recorded in history which is why you know i'm gonna bring it back to episode three um which is why i get irritated when i do see black men with white women this is like somewhat related but not related but it's like that's part of it like how can you not especially when they put the white woman on a higher pedestal on a higher pedestal like you get what i'm saying it's like this 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 is the lineage Mm -hmm. there's nothing that you're saying that black women are doing that's that annoying to you for you to hate black women and and really feel that white women are above black women has your back when they putting your kids your your children your in jail in jail every day they, they see them walking out the street oh my god let me clutch my pearls i'm scared 14 15 year old boys 16 year old boys like they would never do that to and they lie their against this young men all the time yeah but I you know that's that i know i know i felt the passion <laughs> i just got irritated. I felt the passion um but yeah that's our hot topics of the week and we could get into our topic for the day da, 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 da. 
<laughs> so you know, last week we had our topic was um, on friendship. So friends. Mm-hmm. So this week, um, this new episode, the, the topic is toxic relationships mm-hmm. and toxic relationships. Um, you know, in friendships as well, but also in your personal intimate relationships with your partner, with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, since we're talking about toxic relationships, I think that you know, just as a as as a preface to what we're about to say relationships aren't just romantic relationships are an interaction between two people. two people so when we really talk about this toxic and toxicity that we're about to like start identifying even if it it comes off in a relationship relationship setting and what we say i want you guys to really identify those settings and the relationships you have in your life is these things are experienced with even your family members yeah. with your co-workers with anybody that and you honestly, have a relationship with definitely identify it yep and you know you have a relationship with yourself as well you know so yeah. you could be really toxic to yourself to yourself you could be harming yourself whether it's mentally emotionally physically you know yes. you could be a, you could be your your biggest enemy yeah you know? um but yeah let's get into that topic and we we'll also try to discuss you know also with our um, you know african point of view too oh yeah you know i'm gonna start with erica so what would what is a toxic relationship to you? Uh, to me, toxic relationship, um, a relationship that it's not healthy mm-hmm. in any in any way, um, whether it's emotionally, whether it's spiritually, whether it's mentally, whether it's sexually, whether it is um, physically, that gives a relationship that creates harm, that puts you in harm's way, mm-hmm. you know, that does not uplift you, that does not add to your life in any positive manner, you know, um, that just really takes away from you. And I know sometimes in relationships, you may have toxic moments, mm-hmm. you know, and I mm-hmm. feel like some people, like people, we try to be like well it was just a little bad moment in relationship you know what I mean and not to say relationships don't have bad moments downs, but there yeah. are levels of that bad moment and mm-hmm. also how consistent you know how often do you guys go through that toxic relationship mm-hmm. or toxic moment for you to not be able to identify or define it as a toxic relationship mm-hmm. um, I, have, I don't think I've, I've never had a, any personal like at least romantic toxic relationship per se or I don't really have any deep you know I don't know. I don't think I've had any toxic relationship with anyone per se. But, you know, I think I have paid attention to certain signs, you mm-hmm. know, with people or certain relationships that I'm like, okay, mm, if I'm not careful, it's going to become a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you have any personal experience with a toxic relationship? <laughs> Ooh, um, you know, the thing with toxic relationships is that they're so blanketed in, in, in a deep passion and love sometimes yeah. because I think, you know, somebody that I've, I love the most was like my most toxic is mm-hmm. my most toxic relationship mm-hmm. of every type of relationship I have in my life. Um, so yes, yes, I've experienced what made toxic. it toxic. We just, we were making each other feel bad more than we were making each other feel Mm, good that's important and it's just like i felt like we lived for the moments we were making each other feel good but in between those good moments we had a lot of moments we weren't making that were really bad that 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 it ended up overpowering the good moments and and but you know i don't want to say it overpowered the good moments was it more than the good moments or was it like 50 50 it was as good you know when it gets really good it gets really bad like that yeah it was like when it get really good it's really good but when it's really bad it's really bad and that's the thing and and it's and it's you know it shouldn't be no no relationship should have that much of a roller coaster Mm -hmm. you should have consistency right you 
you should be able to be consistent. Like, kind of like how we spoke last week about friendships. Like, you should know the lane that you're in. Like, you know, if this is my best friend, then their their actions are consistent with my best friend. If this is just my kick, kick it friend, then we consistently kick it friends. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and that's the same thing. And that's kind of like how you start noticing toxicity in relationships. It's like those type of roller coasters, right? Like, you don't have to be like in love with somebody. It can literally be like a friend that y'all kick it real hard, but then y'all always at each other's throats. Yes. You know, it, like mm-hmm. those type of imbalances are traits and like signs of toxic yeah. relationships. And I also think to even identify a toxic well, a toxic relationship or to know when it might happen, look at that person for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are they someone who gets angry so quick? Because I remember it was some guy I dated for a short period of time. I think it was just like for a summer or so. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that this man was always so angry. Mm-hmm. Like he had, I mean, we all have a little road rages, whatever, but his was like really bad and he would just complain about life so much. I'm just like, ah. and, and I'm, not, I'm not that type of person, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. You know, you you know, we try to help those people. Like, okay, you know, maybe I could be the one to help soothe him out and make him better. You know, but it's something within him that he needs to work within himself. Right. You know, and then people who do have negative relationships with themselves, if they're really, you know, super emotional, they get angry all the time, or they're so mad, they project that on you. Right. You know what I mean? And then you start to become like that too. Exactly. You know, and then you guys start projecting it towards each, each other. other, and then it becomes like a class, 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 class all the yep. time. And that's what I notice. I'm like, okay, this. Man is. I notice when he starts to project it, like his insecurities, because stuff. It all. It, all, it, it is all insecurities. You yeah. know what I mean? Where you feel short. You know about yourself or your life, and I'm just like, okay, wait, hold up, buddy. You know you're starting to insult me too much. It's becoming too much. So you yeah. know, let me just give you and say. Deuces. You know, I you know I, I try my best to be positive and try to help you out, but I have to think about myself first, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to let you come and contaminate or pollute me with your negativity, especially when I know that you're not willing or trying to acknowledge your issue and try to fix the issue. And that that's another sense. important sign of toxic relationships is just kind of like, you know, you can only help those who help themselves. That's something that I That's was it. only I was always taught as a child that God helps those who help themselves. Exactly. Do your best and lead the Do your God. best. Exactly. So it's kind of like when you're in a situation with someone, um, because it doesn't always have to, you know, it could be some, something like emotionality or you know, someone that has any type of problem. It's it not can, always it, physical. Yeah, it's not always physical. It could be like just like this person know that they broke. You know, mm-hmm. it don't have to be super deep. It's like this person is always broke. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk to you all the time I'm broke I'm this I'm poor woo, 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 I don't got it but every time you see them they spending their money irresponsibly yeah. you know what I'm saying like nobody says you can't spend your money on what you want but there's a difference between spending it irresponsibly and then when you're around me you and then you around me you, you know you trying to make me or you trying to guilt trip me or make me feel bad for being able to spend my make money the way I want than, to yeah. um, so it's just kind of like if this person isn't even willing to make any steps in their lives that's toxic because they're not in a mental state to be able to move forward they're exactly. stagnant exactly so let's talk about toxic relationship with you know not just as we said not um, it's not just with who you're with intimately but also like your family and your close ones can be toxic and I think it makes it harder for us to identify toxic relationship in our family because it's like that's our family you know and we're like um, you know no one else loves you like your family you know but our family tends to also be the one you know those who know you the most are the ones who hurt you the most they know how to hurt they you know how to you know what I mean because like they know you a stranger will not just come and hurt you out of nowhere no there's only rare cases like that you know what I mean but those who really hurt you is because they, they know, know you. you they know your pain they know your weakness they, they, they know you you know and our families tend to be like that you know wh- whether it's relation with our parents whether it's our siblings our cousins our aunties and uncles it could just simply be like you know um communication verbal it could be a verbal toxic relationship a lot of stuff be 
And I think this is this is something that as millennials we're starting to become hip to, right? Mm-hmm. In this conversation of mental health and all these things, a lot of what's coming out is noticing our toxic relationships within our families. And it's it's I don't want to say it's just specific to black families, but it is a black family, black community problem, right? And when right. I say black, I mean all of us, like African, African American, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's it's this idea of being older, so therefore I can speak to you however I want. That's right? Africans for you. It's it's Africans and African Americans, right? It's this, I'm older, I'm wiser, I know better, I've been through stuff in life, so therefore I have the right to speak to you in anyway, this manner. And, and it's like, you know, this is something I also struggle with sometimes with certain people in my family. It's like, I'm not taking away from your experience, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not disputing that you're older, you have experience. I mean, of course, there's nothing like experience, you know, in this world, whether it's professionally, whether it's life. Experience overpowers education at times, if not all the time. Time, you know what I mean? However, it's like, okay, that's because you have this experience. It doesn't mean my thoughts or, or my emotions or my ideas is not valid or mm-hmm. as valid, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see this with, our, you know, our black families, or as we said, you know, uh, black adults and relatives, they're like, it's their way or, or well, no way, way, you right. know? And it's like, even the way they go about it, they, may, it just, they just make it so negative. Like, you have no other choice in your life but exactly. to do what I say. And I feel like, especially African, African parents too, they do not realize how toxic that is because you're taking away from your child, you know? like the, And we say this all the time, how a lot of African kids, they don't really know themselves to like, when they're really older and out of the house and they're really struggling to become themselves, you know, because they've always been so dependent or been so fearful. Exactly. You know? And there's like, there's this underlying rhetoric of like me trying to speak up for my own mm. self is rudeness, disrespect. right? It's disrespect. And, and it's kind of like, this and, and you know just even notice look at the people around you look at the people whose relationships are very strained with their parents and look mm. at those who are close to their parents and you'll notice the 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 just even just how they speak to each other yeah. you'll notice a lot of those things and it's just like that's where it comes from right and it's like we don't just blatantly say you're toxic for me yeah because it sounds some type of way to tell it your does. family member like you're toxic to you're me you're not healthy you're not healthy but like that's essentially what it is it's like every time we get together we argue you say something negative that just you, you bring me down my, exactly you 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 pinpoint every every mistake I've ever had. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like all of these things are signs of negativity. And it's like, that's part of what we're trying to do now in this generation of we're trying to end the cycle. We're trying not to have these conversations. Like my nephew, my nephew's like super like eccentric. Let's just say Mm -hmm. that. He's just everywhere. And you know, I love him to pieces, but I know like I try to be at least a person in the family that doesn't yell. That's true. And that's important. Like that, that, that doesn't, punish him immediately yeah. even though he's like young he's four and, and i feel like different types of punishment yeah too. yeah i feel like sometimes a lot of time i'd be going over his head but i still mm-hmm. try to like push through it just so it can start being like in yeah. him that you can talk you can talk you know you what i'm saying that that anger does not come with insult exactly like when you get mad you don't have to project that you don't have to be so mean. You don't have to say that's something that we all kind of grew up with. Soon as something happened, immediately you're every mess up. You're the worst. This you that you look like this. You do this. It'd be like, dang, tell me how you really feel. And you know, African parents they love to compare it to other people. Oh too. God. So it's like, look at you. Hmm? See this auntie, whatever's child. See what they are doing. Eh? They're a doctor. They are married. But what do you have to offer? You're so useless. And I hate that word. Call somebody I hate useless. that. Oh, like dang. So what you was gonna use me for? Like, I'm like, you're just saying I have no type of value, you know? And that's another thing we need to talk about. Um, You 
being toxic is a verbal what you say and that's a lot of things with African parents too it's like they don't understand it's not just about beating your child but it's like they don't understand that what they say has more of an impact you could get beaten and a day later whatever you're not in pain heck minutes later you don't even care about it you forgot about it but like words stick to you mm-hmm. and they stick to you for years you know mm-hmm. people say many things and they do like oh wait i didn't mean like that but no it, it hurt me like that though you know what i mean and it's impacted my life for 20 years yeah like we don't talk about like being toxic is is ver as non-verbal as much as it is verbal yeah it's non-verbal as much as it is verbal it's it's how you look at me in disappointment <sighs> it's how you know you you don't pick me first. Mm-hmm. It's how you don't prioritize me. Mm-hmm. It's how you neglect me. Yeah. You know, it's all of those things. It's it's a thought process. And that is why that's why toxicity is so hard to tackle because it is a thought process. And to yeah. attack it means you have to change a thought process. You have to, yeah. It's just like I really like what you said. That is true. Cause it could be just even from certain looks that you give me this specific look yeah. every time you see me. And it's like, like I know you don't. I know you don't mess with me. Yeah. You're not impressed. You know You're not happy with the way I am, with the way I look, with the way I talk, with the way I move. I have friends that they didn't say it. They didn't necessarily outwardly do it. But in, just because of little nonverbal things or this things they did, I know that you don't think I'm I'm beautiful enough for this. Mm-hmm. You don't think I'm I'm cute enough for this. Mm-hmm. I'm not your type for this. I'm not I'm your not type. Ideal. It's not because this. we're friends, and of course you have some type of love for me. Yeah. You probably wouldn't really mess with me because I don't really, you know, I, exactly. Your, I don't fit your mold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a friend. It was like something stupid where it was just it was like some little dance competition at the school, and they was creating little dance groups and so on and so forth. <sighs> and you know what I'm saying? It's just like. As much as we all talk about it and we do this and I was involved in it, you ain't asked me because I didn't fit the mold. Because I didn't, you, didn't, you didn't fit the look. I didn't fit the look. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's, that may sound childish and trivial, but it is toxic in a way because it that's is. what that made me do. That started making me think, what is my look? That did, that's what it do. It started making you think, what is your look? Yeah. What is the look that is not appealing? Exactly. What is it about me that, that, that doesn't carry, that doesn't does translate? Exactly. Oh man, it is tough. It is tough. Well, let's talk about you know in intimate relationships too, because I feel like we all you know and we also tend to be in denial, you know, or you know when you're intimate with someone, you tend to be like, you know what, they just had a bad day, you know, or let's just get, let me give him another chance, you know, or you just you we create excuses for our partners to be toxic, you know, to us, you know, we just say, you know what, mm, it's not his fault. He was raised that way. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna make him a better person. Girl, you cannot raise no man. That's one thing we women need to know. We cannot raise a man, you know, like you could be a positive influence on him, you know, but if his mother did not raise him well, or if she was toxic to him, he's going to be toxic to you. And it's very little that you could do unless if he really, he realizes it himself and try to make better. Abuse comes in a lot. Of a lot of different ways. ways yeah. Because you'll be in a relationship and not even know you're being abused. At all. You you just think that, oh, well, this is the way he loves me. You just think you in trials and tribulations. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and I think that's the hardest part, to differentiate when it's a moment, when it's a season, and when this is the climate. And even when to change the season. It can't be just one season of abuse for so long. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you... you you don't realize, like, damn, we just really going through it because this was this, or yeah. he was just he he blew me, or like, nah, this is just how he is. Exactly, exactly. And it's just to to differentiate through all of those different things. You feel you feel stupid. You feel like you know what I'm saying. Like 
when you're in a toxic relationship, it's called toxic because you start poisoning your own mind about mm-hmm. yourself. It's poisonous. It's not even just like how, it's not just your interpretation of how they feel about you. It's how you start to feel about yourself. yourself. Yeah. Um. And and I think like it all starts with you. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that that really I took from Sierra's red table talk that it really all starts with you because you do get to a place where it's like you start feeling like did i deserve this was this with the energy i was putting mm-hmm. out is and, it my fault and is it my fault and is this how i you know i i made myself to be and you just always have to remember even if shoot you allowed it it was never your fault yeah you don't deserve such nonsense you don't like, deserve that at all you didn't you didn't do anything yeah yeah you just existed and tried to be yourself and and tried to grow and that's the thing it's like you're going to you're going to grow yeah you're going to try to to get to a different level in a different space and if somebody keeps hurting that and mm-hmm. and not nurturing that then you have to know when it's like nah it's bro i can't i can't do this yeah, and I think just as you said, it's within yourself because um, we may have certain insecurities or certain things that we lacked in our childhood that we wish we had that would make us gravitate to a certain type of t- toxic person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe let's say you didn't, you have some daddy issues, you know, or you felt like you didn't really receive love or attention in your family when you were young. You will gravitate to someone, you know, a man, you know, you feel like he's giving you attention, but he's like a super jealous type. You yeah. know what I mean? And he's like, where did you go? How long did it take you to be there? Who did you talk to? Someone who's like on your every step. And you're like, well, he loves me. That's why he cares about where I am all the time. Or, you know, he doesn't want me to be with anyone else. He doesn't want me to have an issue with anybody else. And you, that's how you interpret it. But that's not true. That's not how it should be. Mm-hmm. So our insecurities, the things that we lacked in our childhood and our lives, one way, it sometimes draw us to, to certain types of toxic relationship. But then again, um, from the Red, red Table Talk, um, Jada's Pinkett Smith mother, um, she um, was in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. physical abusive relationship. But she said she never, her parents were not physical towards each other, you know? So it's also sometimes it's like, you know, you may not necessarily have a certain type of insecurity or it wasn't like you experienced that type of physical ab- abuse in your life, but you may end up with someone who exactly abuse you. And, you know? and I really want us to be able to emphasize that, right? Like, sometimes things happen. Yeah. Like everything isn't, you know, a mental health thing or everything isn't like a, you know, because of this, there's this. Sometimes that is the moment of conception. Yeah. That is the moment where it began. And if you do not stop it, it will become something. That's the thing. When it happens, identify it. Pay attention to it. Like, "Mm, hold up. He just said this or he, exactly. or he was, you know, he moved his arm a certain type of way or she said this, you know, you have to pay attention mm-hmm. to, to, to those mm-hmm. signs. Mm-hmm. So how do you think, how is it that we feel like people can get out of toxic relationships? Cause it's hard That's to be like, especially if you're a friend or an outsider looking that at you like, the- Oh, I feel like you're in a toxic relationship. Get out. But it's like, there's only so much you can see or do. That's what I was just telling you the other day. I was like, man, I feel like I took me like four years to break up with dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that that's what it is. You know, like... It's something you have to realize within yourself. No matter, let's, I always tell people this. Listen, you know, we may have that friend or family member that's going through stuff and you may give them the best advice in the world and tell them the steps to take that you even know that it's a guaranteed plan that we make them successful or make them this and that. They could decide to do it or not. Why? Because it is their life. Mm-hmm. You can't control. You have no control. Our mothers, our fathers, like they have no control over what we want to do with our lives at the yeah. end of the day, you know? But it is within that person to be like, okay, you know what? I've been tweaking for a little moment or I've been like, you know, stuck in this negative, um, you know, cloud and I need to get out. What I suggest is to quantify it in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
something to do is to write lists. Mm. Um, something that I try to do in order to relinquish um, where I was in my mm-hmm. toxic relationship. I try to say, where do you want to see yourself in five years at this rate? Um, do, does does what you're doing now, um, does mm-hmm. it also match with where, where you want to go? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's kind of like you have to be able to to see both ends of the stick. Yes. You have to say, for real, for real, is this gonna ha- is this going in the right direction? Is you know, how much more times is this person making me happy versus how much more times are they making me sad? What is the good things and the bad things? What do you love about them and what do you hate about them? Exactly. And look at that list. Which one is higher? Quantify the these things yeah. for yourself. Um and friendships as well. Like, you know, saying like you know, sometimes you just got to be petty in your own right and say, what have I done for this person versus what have they done for me? Mm-hmm. How, many how times, have they shown up for me? Yeah. How many times have I been there for this person? How many times have they been there for mm-hmm. me? And and that's the thing. And when you start really putting numbers to these things and making it as black and white as possible for yourself, that's when things become clear. It does become clear. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, as cliche as it may sound, you know, prayer is also key. Because, you know, Sierra, she talked about how she prayed really hard. Prayer is key, you know, but prayer with action, you know. You have to pray and, you know, because I feel like when you pray to God, God definitely answers your prayers. He gives you signs. Mm-hmm. He's not going to come down, you know, and be like, okay, I'm going to, boom, take this person out of your life. You have to make those steps. You have to make those actions, right. you know. So, and seek help. There's nothing wrong with seeking help. There's nothing wrong with going to a therapist. There's nothing wrong with talking to a good good friends that, you know, really have your back, that would not judge you no, man, no matter what. Talk to them, you know, and just speak up for yourself. And because I know that's harder with family and close friends too, you know, because you're like, okay, this is all I have. Just be like, hey, this isn't working for me. You know, you're, you're not adding any positive thing to my life at all, at all. You know, and sometimes because I have a friend who normally says that, listen, even if they're family, if you're not adding no positivity into my life, into my career, into my emotional, mental, physical state, I may need to distance myself. It doesn't mean I don't love you as a family member, but you're more you're adding trauma. You're toxic. You're poison. You and know, know that it takes time. Don't it be hard time. on yourself. Yeah. Um. You know, it's not it's not a one time thing. Some people some people are good at the cold turkey thing. I'll say I'm that. I'm good at the cold turkey thing. I'm girl. the complete opposite. I'm, I'm terrible like, at the I'm cold turkey on. thing. But it doesn't mean I don't struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know I'm I mean? I'm just saying like we work differently as you hear us now. Like I'm terrible at the cold turkey thing. I'm not like a boom. You know, that's it ain't it. nothing to cut that. Tr- no, that's not me yeah. at all. I'm like. Um, Okay, you know I'm gonna ease off. Yeah. Then, especially, oh my god, it depends too. With friends, with friends, it's easier for me to be like, all right, boom. You know, Is it whatever. Easier with friends? For me, it's easier with friends. Mm-hmm. For me, it's easier with friends. Romantically, it's harder for me. You know, I think it's the opposite for me. Yeah, that's funny. It is the opposite. It's harder it is for the me with friends. I have more female friends too because mm-hmm. I'm all about like, well, women, we might as well stick together kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it's harder with friends for me. But with romantic women because I'm also like with men, I'm just like, you know what? At the end of the day, going to live their life. So just forget this man, you know? So with men, it's, it's easier. I'm just like, oh, you want to treat me this way? And I think luckily for me, my mom... She's also like a, a strong emotional, uh, she's emotionally strong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So she always said that mm, I cannot suffer for anybody. I mean, so I'm that way. I cannot suffer. Like, I really cannot. Like, I can try and suffer small. But if you're, I'm like, ah, you're really trying to hurt me really bad. Mm-mm. After a while, it's like, listen, honey, let's move on. I could try and be your friend, but it's easier with guys for me to cut it off. Yeah, I mean, I'd be struggling. Like, I'd rather be in my room crying you know all day what? than. 
Let me not say that about myself. I only really struggled hard once. Every other dude, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, you had that deep. You know what I'm saying? It was just deep. And that's the thing about toxic relationships, though. You know what I mean? They're so deep and hard. They're so passionate. And it's just, it's so many buts. Like, but he's this. But we did that. But we're this to each other. That makes it hard to cut it off. Yeah. You know? Um... But yeah, I, mean, I don't know what else is there that we we didn't touch with this toxic relationship. Well, love yourself. That's it. That's it. You End have to. You have to love yourself to know what is right and, and wrong for you. You do have to love yeah. yourself. Just, just know. Like you're not created to go through some nonsense I to mean, go through some it. bullshit. Yeah. Only you can love you, girl. Only you can have your back. Mm. No one can have your back the way you would have your back. Simple. No one knows you the way you know you. Period. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, okay. You know, that, that was a message for the day. Let's switch it message. up. Message. All right. Let's jump into Black Oh, Black Excellence. excellence. Black Excellence. Damn, who do I have? Oh, you go first. All right, y'all. So my Black Excellence is the amazing, wonderful um, actress and advocate Miss Taraji P. Henson. Awesome. Now, we all know Miss Taraji P. Henson from our beloved show Empire, our beloved black teenage, um, well, not teenage, we were just teenagers when it came out, but whatever, black movie, Baby Boy, uh-huh. you know, Tyler Perry films. But what some people don't know about her is her very own father actually struggled very deeply with mental health. Um, and she has now made it her mission to be able to kind of speak and advocate for mental health victims. So, so this week she was on Capitol Hill mm-hmm. um, and she was delivering a message basically on how we need to really incorporate mental health into the education system the same way we do with sex education and physical education because mental health is becoming an increasing problem. Um, and I'm just going to kind of let y'all hear some of what she said. So I'm going to play the clip for okay. you guys. Kids, And I think that's where it starts. I think we implement mental illness or mental health as as education in school. It needs to be a subject just like sex education was a physical education. It needs to we need to talk about it. The more we talk about it, the more people will feel like they can talk about it. I really don't know how to fix this problem. I just know that this suicide rate is rising. Mm. (laughs) Um, I just know the ages of The children that are committing suicide are getting younger and younger. It breaks my heart to know that five-year-old children are contemplating life and death. I just... Yeah. So, yeah, she gets a little choky at that point. It's um, so true. Because we do see news like 10-year-olds, like, they they hang themselves. And you're like, how do you, at that age... Know that that is a way to cure yourself or to even have that concept of taking away your own life. I had a student commit suicide mm. when I was teaching sixth grade, and that and that's gonna stick with me forever. How did he commit suicide? He hung himself. Wow. Um, so sixth grade is well, like 11, 12? Mm-hmm, like 11, 12. Um, and you know, people talk about bullying and all of that stuff, like whatever, whatever. But, but um, serious. And, you know, I, I still get really, like, choked up about it, too, because I rem- I spoke to him that day. And, you know, long story short, 
mental health is a very important thing, especially within the black community. We've talked about it. We've had a whole episode about it. Uh, so I'm choosing that as my black excellence because she's really making a stand for it and she's really pushing through it. You know, Charlemagne was right there for and mm-hmm. irritate me, but that's neither here nor there. So Taraji P. Henson, you are my black excellence for the week. Yeah. I like when celebrities, you know, they're not just about their art, but also about the community, about the people, you know, and we see what they believe about and they try to make a stance of difference, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so my person, her name is Kofo Akinkunbe. So she's Nigerian and she is recognized globally for her, for her entrepreneurial success story and strong business track record. She is the founder and CEO of Secure ID Nigeria, a market leader in smart and tech, smart card technology and digital um, security. So basically, um, Nigeria, they spend billions, billions of naira important SIM cards, ATM cards from China which we know. Um, but Mrs. Akikube, she is the, one of the first to build a factory in 2015 that was um, inaugurated in December 2016 as West Africa's first smart card plant. This is by a woman, okay? And it produces 200 million cards. And now her company exports to 21 African country as well as countries as well as Nigeria. And I think that is just so wonderful. You know, with, you know, with developing countries, we always try to seek the help of China and the developed world and America. And it's like, we're a talented people. You know what I mean? We could do these things for ourselves, you know? Um, and the fact that she's doing this as a woman, you know, with family, she's a woman with kids and family, and she's able to make a, not just an impact in her country, but globally for Africa, you know, I think that's, I think it's one of the steps to make Africa a better continent, you know, make those African countries better and independent. I was about to clap by hand, but give it up, give it up. So that's our black excellence of the week. Yeah, we did. All right, let's get into music. Oh, we do music before TV, right? It don't matter. We usually we usually we, do TV. I actually just skipped it. We can we do TV. Do, we can do music. Let's do music. All right, um, music. Amanda Seals dropped a music video for her little clip that she did on Instagram for Niggas Got Me Fucked Up. Ooh, Niggas Got Me Fucked Up. Not today, not, not today. Hey. That's my song. Look. He said it's though. catchy. I'm like she's on that um Duval wave. Yeah, just making songs Duvall, like, I like it though, because it do be like that. And as you said, you know, niggas, she wasn't just referring to black people. Yeah. It was just she based was saying, on video. Everybody. Okay? Yes, it was so many people that had her. <laughs> yeah, that got her messed up. Okay, um, I like that. I think it's a catchy like summer vibe. It is like you know, it's something that is right there along with it's above me. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna be saying that. I'm sorry, it's above me now. We didn't, we, well, we didn't add that to our hot topic. We sure didn't add that to our hot topics. Let's circle back around. In case you ain't know, you know, there's a late hot topic, late entry. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a gentleman who was called a fucking nigger by some white woman. That was her exact word, you fucking nigger. That's strong, bro. Like, that's so strong. Oh, so, like, so basically, um, I think he. He's like a front desk worker at a yeah. hotel, you know. So I guess she called him about some rooms or whatever. And of course, she insulted him by saying what she just said. And then she came down to the front desk and was like, oh, please, can I use the bathroom? My mother just died. My grandmother just died. With this, this, just, just all this stuff. Like, please. And he's like, I'm sorry. It's above me now. You called me a fucking nigga. Go to the next hotel next door. You know, it's above me now. And he just kept us. He was just like, mm. 
it's above me now. She kept on throwing excuses and this and that. Then brought the daughter downstairs. And you know they love to play victim. After they're the Our one. Our grandmother just died. It's above me it's now. It's above me now. And he didn't get fired. It is above him. That's yeah. a God thing. Yeah, but I'm sorry. It's above me now. You want to, and now, you know, you were, you, I noticed that she kept on saying, sir, please. So I'm a sir now after you called me a fucking nigga. Exactly. Wow. Emphasized it. It's above me now. So, y'all. <laughs> That's my classy clap back. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to use that at work. I know it's going to be a day at work. I'm going to be like, it's, it's above, above me now. now. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so jump back into music. Cash Doll uh, put out a single out of her upcoming album featuring Lil Wayne called Kitten. And he dropped um, Friday yesterday. We know we love us some Cash Doll. Like, she's one of my favorites. But I was not impressed with that song. I, mean, I know I made you listen a few minutes you know, before we started. What do you think about the song? I think it's really poppy, and um, I just I just feel like Cash Doll really trying to make it. I feel like she's tired of being not noticed, so yeah. now she's trying to do like gimmicky stuff. I guess she's really trying to venture and be more broad, you know. You know, which you can't hate the player or the game, but it's just like <sighs> it's it's sad. I feel like I really feel like Cash Doll falls into that colorism of female artists thing yeah. and because it, 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 it don't make no sense why some of her stuff she got popped off. bars you know and i think it didn't pop off because she wasn't that horrible contract mm-hmm. you know where like that take her music down and everything that's true and despite it all she was still making her little singles and she was still on a concert and we were all excited for her we all still listened to her stuff but that kidding song i don't know it's something i have to like play and play and i hate when i have to play songs so many times to be like okay i'm good with it you know mm-hmm. i really felt like it was mainly a Lil Wayne song because yeah. she, all she did was the chorus and she's like she only had one verse yeah and you it know? wasn't a cash doll type verse it, it was very didn't, like it, she didn't go hard it sounded more like a bridge than a verse it did yeah. you know and I'm just like I guess maybe this is an introduction because it was poppy you know so I guess it's kind of a way to say that hey to get I her could collab radio, maybe. yeah you know yeah. she could collab with you know all this pop artists and stuff mm. But her album is still dropping. We don't know the date yet. So I really do hope that at least this is not just what's on her album. Like, she right. still has her, like, you know. Because she got that flow, that confident, boss, you know, smooth flow. She's not a rapper that raps super fast, you know. Yeah. But she has her own flow. When it's the right beat, yeah, she got her flow. So This is the woman that brought us, I'm a boss-ass bitch, bitch, bitch. No, she's Would not. Would I want her? No. Yikes! What was her song? Oh, run, run me, me my money. money, and that was Bitch, even her song. It was money. someone else's like yeah, sample. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Wasn't that? The, I think that was the sample that she took it from, wasn't it? Because run I, me my money. The name of the song that's yeah, it yeah. Run it's run me my money. money, but wasn't that the sample from Boss Ass Bitch no. or no? No, it's gonna be oh, ooh, I got my female rappers mixed up. <laughs> Boss Ass Bitch was by two little girls, girl. That was my song. Yeah. Oh, Boss, um. Okay. Duval. He also has a song. Um. Named Black Man Don't Cheat. I heard it a little bit. It wasn't bad. It was a catchy song, but also, is this a troll? (laughs) Yeah. I I feel feel like that was his songs. That's, that's you know, like, I feel like his songs are based on, like, maybe memes, anything going on the social media. You're right. You know, and he's like, you know what, I'm finna make a song. Because Charlemagne was who kept on saying, Black Man, Black Man, don't cheat. I guess it's somewhat it's somewhat of a positive thing too, you know. Maybe Black Man needs to listen to it more and they all say, you know, and live by that. (laughs) We'll see. But that's that. As I sip my tea. I know, right? 
Um, what other song is out there? Trina featuring Light Skin Keisha. I ain't listen to that. Oh, I listen to it. It's called On His Face. So I listen. That sound like a Trina featuring Light Skin Keisha. Um, so I actually took the time to listen to Light Skin Keisha um, this week. Like I like yesterday. Light Skin Keisha. She got some bars. She's decent. I like Light Skin Keisha. I actually really do like her. I like her. But you know, Trina, she's having a, her album called The One. It's coming out this month. Oh, so she's I think finally finished. Oh, yeah. With it. I think it's June 21 or so. It's coming out this month, mm. definitely. And Light Skin Keisha. But the thing is that all her songs. All have features, G. Only just one song. I think it's called Get Money that does, does not have a feature. Really? I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, all about the features. You know, this is a six studio album. But it's like, and she got like at least 12, 13 songs. So it's like, damn, all you got is features, you know? Because she got one with um, K. Michelle. Well, you know what? Maybe, because you know she was supposed to make that Trick and Trina thing. So maybe. But it didn't work out. Yeah, so maybe she just, she wasn't fun to start re-recording but all she, new songs. But you know, she, yeah, exactly. Because she's been working this album for the For long, longer. Like, so maybe she's just like, I'm going to keep show. my verse and yeah. y'all just add your verse where mm-hmm. Trick verse would have went. So maybe that's what she did. And she's, she's doing a good thing by trying to be relevant. You know, she still make her music. She's trying to be she's a mentor still, to all the female rappers. Yeah, she's she is. Cute. And she still has her fans out there, you know. Like you. I think I'm, I like her more overall, like her personality and what she oh, does. Oh, you like Trina you know? as a person? I do, I do like some of her songs, but it's not, I don't listen to them hard as I listen to other female rappers, right. if that makes sense, you know? And then I noticed on her concerts, it's mainly like those same songs, how, you know, that, that got her popping that she sings, that people know. But I'm curious to see how this album will go. Best love of luck to mm-hmm. you, Trina. Chris and Drake. Chris Brown and Drake. Chris Brown and Drake. Okay. Chris Brown. Okay. Wait, before I stop being hype, is it a good song? It's a, it's a pretty okay song. It seemed like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I don't have to hear it in the right setting. I mean, I like it. It's not like a bad song, but for me to like love it, I'm probably going to have to hear it like at the club or something. Yeah. Um, I'm excited because, you know, Chris Brown and Drake really should have been, been, been making, like, think of all the wonderful features that we have missed from Chris Brown and Drake. Yeah. And it was true. because of, you know, our beloved Rihanna, but... I'll fight over Rihanna too, so I don't blame y'all. See, we missing a hot topic. Rihanna, you see what her lover, her Arabian man, and his family. Oh, I thought the hot topic was that Rihanna is the highest paid female musician. She is six hundred million dollars. Period. And the fact that she she went bankruptcy with two million dollars like some years ago. Oh, did she? She did. And she only had two million dollars left. Yep, she did. Um, But Rihanna, she is really living a life with this her Arabian man. Okay, is he Arabian or be Egyptian? No, girl, he ain't Egyptian. What is he exactly? Uh, you're right. Let me look into that. But I mean, whenever in the in the media they put Arabian lover, Arabian man, like but he's a, a billionaire. Too. He's a he's a billionaire. Billionaire. And we saw pictures of her family, and it was just nice. She be in the family, y'all. She is. They're on a vacation, so I just you know maybe. I hope I'm invited to that wedding. Like I really hope that speaking to existence. Like we blow up. We are gonna meet Rihanna one day. That's that's a fact. But I just hope to make it to her wedding. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. Anyway, but what, what, what even led to that? Oh, Chris Brown oh, and Chris Drake. Brown and Drake. <clears throat> so yeah, they dropped the new song. So finally, the beef is officially, officially, officially called? over. It's called... Damn, I got it in my phone. Hold on. It's called... What's the song called? It's called No Guidance. So mm. Chris Brown is dropping an album. So it's on Chris Brown's album. And okay. it's Drake is the feature. Um, so yeah, it's cute. You know what I'm saying? And it, it just, to me, it's like, oh, so Chris probably going to be on Drake's album that's probably going to come out in the fall. 
Yeah, um, but that Chris Brown album, he said he got like almost 40 songs on it and it's just... It just be long, but they really do be good songs. That's, I'm not saying they're bad songs, but they tend to... It, it, it sounds the same, you know? It's, his songs are repetitive. It's the same thing. When you have songs that long, like 40 songs on one album, they're going to be they're gonna sound really similar, you know? Anyway. Next thing, uh, Future, Future, he dropped his album, right? When did he yeah, drop it? Yeah, Future dropped... I think it was yesterday. I'm not a fan of Future like that, so I have to. I ain't listen to it. I just threw it on there just so people know that we did it. Did you listen? Oh, you have a listen. <laughs> 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 oh Lord! Because I because I heard that he was out here, you know, wasn't spilling his usual toxicity. Toxicity. I, yeah, he I, was, was, I was reading but, on Twitter and people were like, "Oh, Future thought people thought Future was gonna drop the City Boys anthem and music and stuff," but you know that wasn't the case. We'll see. Maybe I'll try. Uh, why men always got to compete with us? Just because we got city girls, why got to be city boys? Uh, why? Uh, but I guess. But that, I think that's pretty much. That's that, it for music. For let's us go anyway. to TV. My fave television. Okay, Regina Hall's hosting the BET Awards, which I'm super excited about. That's good. That's interesting. Why I like when the they have female hosts. I think it tends to be better with the female hosts tend to be better. When is it? When is the? It's usually like June twenty eighth ish, June twenty. I think it's June 29th. It's always in June. Okay, so I'm gonna watch it. I actually can't wait for the next um black girl black black girls rock. Oh, I'll be watching it. Like I don't watch it, but I think now I'm kind of growing a a little interest in it. Oh, but anyway, um, what else? Um, Black China. She now has a new reality TV show with her mother on it, and it's on Zeus Network. I guess this Zeus Network is a new network. Whoever got the Zeus subscription, pass it how on. How much is it? Because I know you said we should split it. Let me see how much. It I is. just don't want to add another subscription to my I, card. Me too. I That's don't. why I was like, we should just split it. Because it's like I and doubt I, we'd watch it at the exact same time. And I do hope that it's worth it. But they got that. They got a couple of shows. You know what? It's another subscription, the UMC. But that was like many black shows. That's many, and it got. Uh, uh, a bunch of black shows I think I'm and it got that reality, stripper show that I kind of want to watch me too I see that yeah. I think I'd rather do that one I kind of want both though because Zeus Girl, does got, got time some for good work. extra. I don't this know extra. We'll, we gotta look this, at the price. this little $99 be adding up unless we you know you get one I get one which is almost the same it's thing the same, <laughs> same thing <laughs> But we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, yeah, the little clip we saw with the Black China, well, she has a toxic relationship with her mother. Oh, okay, yeah. it's really toxic. Tokyo is crazy. Yeah, and it's just sometimes, especially when you see parents, well, a child and her mother, they call each other bitches and stuff. It really baffles me. Like, oh my god, when they want to fight, fight, I'll be like, no, wow. like literally, I know like people to- holding y'all back. I'm like, tell like, me from Love and Hip Hop, she has a relationship with her mom, too. with her mom like that too. And I, I could never fathom, like, think in a million years that, like, I would. It's scary. I want to beat my mother. God forbid. Like, oh, like your mother's calling you a bitch. Like, wow. I think that's pretty, that's pretty strong. That's, that's like, and she dead serious too. Like, no, they're dead serious. You bitch. Ooh, that's strong. Well, we thank God for our parents. Grownish. Um, I don't watch, I don't watch Grownish. I watch Grownish. So mm-hmm. Grownish is back. Um, they went on a break without telling anybody and now they're back. It was all right. I mean, it was good. I like Grownish for the most part. I do think they have a colorism issue on the show. So you I, think there should be more uh, There's no melanin. dark-skinned woman. Okay. 
And I think that's a problem. Yeah. For what they're trying to do, I think that's a problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I think it just so happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, the characters are good. I think it, it did just so happen that Yara Sahidi is the lead and she's mixed. And then you got Chloe and Hallie who are light skinned. They're good. Their characters are good. They're really good at what they do. But they just need more color. But they to just the need show. more color. To make them all well rounded. And I think it, you got to be very intentful with stuff like that, especially when you call yourself a black show for the most part. I feel like you have to be intentful that's with very things true. like that. That's my black ink. Black ink. I only watch it because it's from Chicago, mm, and we went to high school with the same. With the, oh, with the, we're riding them. I'm tired of the show. Um, I didn't watch the last few seasons. I catch it every now and then, but I think it's one of those shows that just black ink in general is just so much negativity for me. The fighting is too much. I can't take it. That's so what I you call a it. toxic work relationship. It is. Look at look at us. Those are toxic work relationships. Mm-hmm. Black ink because it, it, it you shouldn't have to deal with all of that. For what? It's like, too much. Are you really trying to say that you guys? cannot develop any type of interest in storyline that like it has to be yeah, so much it has to be negative and, and the, the, the drama is really heavy too it's, it's a not just a small it's vicious drama it's it not like tea like, time you're it's, really fighting you're yeah. really hurting each other you're really spilling lies or whatever it is about each yeah, other it's very personal it's, exactly it is it's too much um Queen of the South. So that's a show that I watched. Now, season three, it is out. Queen of the South, low-key based on true life story. Mm-hmm. Um, the cartel, um, this Mexican woman, um, basically, she was with this guy. She didn't know he was a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. But he was super rich. And, you know, she was from the streets, whatever. And it's just some w- one day, um, he disappeared. But he left a book for her with directions oh. of everything, you know, with, you know, all the drug dealing he did, with all the points, where it's at. Just give her all, all the all rundown. The so people are chasing her because she got the book and because ha- he has the details of like, you know, where right. drugs are and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But this is season three and now she's running her own empire now. Okay, mm. the boyfriend died. She shot the go- the governor. You know, like she- damn, you just telling the whole goddamn I'm sorry. plot. I mean, that's the that's the main plot to get you guys interested because there's so much more about it. Like that's just the you know the. Gist I feel of like the, show. the boyfriend dying was like. Oh, I'm sorry. Some tea that. Eh. Whatever. Was he wasn't even a major major character, but basically she's running her show. And now all this is going on in Mexico, whatever. So now she's in New Orleans. She lives in America now and trying to start a legitimate business. You guys watch it. It's good. It's really good. Okay, this is about Real Housewife of Potomac. I went to NOLA. I want to go to NOLA. I do. It was really nice seeing yeah. that. And when they visited the plantation, I really want to visit the plantation and see how it is. And they're like, that is the only plantation in the United States that caters, that shows the, you know, the abuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the pain, the emotion of slavery. Yeah. You know, it's not just like a museum, but it shows like the true story and everything. Um, it was pretty deep, you know, to see, you know, the plantation and the laws and everything, how the, many, the amount of children who were killed, slaughtered, sold off. Yeah, slavery is just... Yeah. It's like every time you think you know about slavery and know about Girl, you hear some new You things. just learn some more stuff and it's like, damn, slavery was really wild. Yeah. Like, so basically with them visiting the plantation, one of the housewives, um, Giselle, had great grandparents. Um, they're from that plantation. Yeah. You know, and her father... Who was also an activist and advocate, and you know he walked by Martin Luther King. Um, so he was basically showing her the history. But besides that, you know, there's drama between them on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, Candace, her relationship with her mother is toxic too. Okay, because she said her mother called her uh, what's a dumb bitch. That's one. Yeah. So basically, her mom, you know, assists her a lot financially. 
Yeah. Like the house she lives in, it's her mother's house. She's basically living off her mother. Yeah, you know. Um, so I get it. Where I feel like definitely she definitely needs to like just know because it makes it worse. It's making the yeah. Worse. She needs to she needs to assert off. her independence as yeah. an adult. You're married now. Yeah, it's really exactly. actually no reason y'all should be living that much off your mom. And knowing parents too, it's hard for you to say, oh, I'm an adult now. I'm doing this now, but I'm still paying your bills. You know what I mean? So from a parent's point of view, it's like, girl, if I'm paying your bills, you still a child at this point. Exactly. You know. Uh, but I do still think that because she was saying her mom diagnosed her as bipolar at the age of 10. Which, again, I feel like Candace do be saying some stuff on the show where it's like, girl, I kind of want to hear your mama's side of the story. Exactly. Because I'm like, because I'm like, I guess it's a psychologist, a therapist, and also a judge. I'm like, to be real, the first season they were way closer than all of this now. She, I mean, yeah, there always was that hint of like her mom. There was always a hint of like something, but now it's like, I guess this this is her her storyline for this season. Yeah. Um, I guess also, you know, with her marriage, her mother did not want her biological brother to want her to invite her biological brother, which is basically, um, I guess when her mother was married to her father, mm-hmm. he was the illegitimate child that he brought in. Like right. he got someone else pregnant exactly. while, you know, so she, but I get, but it's like, girl, this happened how many years ago? Exactly. You can't you, be mad you took him child. back after he had a baby. You want like, they, exactly. this was before Candace was born. It yeah. wasn't even like they already had the kid. Right. And then you're married with. Uh, you know, with a husband, yeah. and another child with that relationship. Yeah. So, so be mad at the man, but not at the poor kid. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Um, what's what's this new? What's her name? Stacy, Casey. What's the other one that used to be in the scene that she's back now? Oh, Katie. Katie. She looks a hot mess. Katie. Do you peep her wigs? Katie you be looking like she do different looks? type of drugs. She, she's on drugs. She she was smoking that cigarette, but she like she do other drugs. You can't tell me she don't pop pills. Yeah, she like she do other type of drugs. She got issues. Like you, yeah. I love Monique and her husband's relationship, though. They're so cute. Oh, you can tell they're Their kids are too. cute. So cute. They're like, a beautiful family. Y'all should watch Real Housewives of Potomac. But I feel like I like that she keeps it about her relationship, too. She talks about her relationship with her mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Mother-in-law's are something else, too. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. Um, the next episode's coming out. So it comes out every Sunday. Um, we'll see how Karen and Giselle how they hopefully they get it together. See, I don't. I wish I watched the show to really understand the tea of Karen and Giselle because it's like you don't understand the tea. No, I'm saying the the listeners who oh. don't watch the show. It's like I feel like just like Karen doing a lot to Giselle. She, you know what? I was seeing a, a watching preview. I'm like, oh yeah, Karen definitely is. She she does pick moments when she wants to be like. You're not my friend or whatever. Yeah. She is definitely too much. And from the start, she's always done the most. Like, I'm the exactly. grand of Potomac. I'm, you know, um, I'm like married the, to the, the black, black Bill, Bill Gates. Gates. And it's like, girl, relax. Okay. You ain't got money like that, but relax. So she definitely did the most. But however, I am really super aware. And it's obvious how Giselle is really petty as well. Yeah. But I feel like that's the dynamic of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And she's now choosing to speak on it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. But I like how they're giving Ashley her tea, though. Candace yes. is not let. She's like, you know what? I'm giving you the same thing. And then Ashley's husband. He gay. He's gay. He's, he's gay. Well, he's bisexual. Yeah, but mostly gay. <laughs> you know, it's like bisexual. Nobody's truly just in the middle. Oh, you think so? A lot of bisexual. Uh, yeah, I think that you have you have a one that yeah, you, have you have a more you have one for. that you like. You know, you ski to more. more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but he's mostly gay. And I think Ashley knows this, but she doesn't want to. That's why she's trying to fool us. with. we trying to have and a child. Baby. Girl, you right? 
He's just trying to get your man to you want right. you. You right. Yeah, you could tell. He doesn't want a child, too. He doesn't want a child. Anyway, but I don't know. Anything else with TV? Um, Any upcoming shows? Claws is coming this month, too. You guys, I have to say it because I said it on here. Mm-hmm. I really talked a lot of shit about games people play. And oh, now that I watch it, you like it? It's actually a pretty good show. It's a decent show. It's, it's interesting. It has a little plot. It does. You know what? Kudos to BT for finally taking one of our little books and doing something with it. Not doing too much. It's not too much. It's It's not not gonna be no type of award, obviously. Yeah, but it's entertaining enough. I watch it. It's cute. I keep up with it. So yeah, I haven't watched. I think I didn't watch the last. Clap, clap, clap to y'all. Okay, I need to watch it. I'm curious to see what will happen. I don't know, like the next season too. It's kind of. It's it's actually kind of interesting. I'm definitely. You know, it's gonna end on a cliffhanger. So yeah, yeah, I think it's all right. Um, but anything else? I don't have anything else. So. You can give him a quote. All right. Okay. So the quote of the day. When I loved myself enough, I began leaving whatever wasn't healthy. This this meant people, jobs, my own beliefs and habits, anything that kept me small. My judgment called it disloyal. Now I see it as self-loving. So ladies and gentlemen, let us love ourselves in order for us to not be in toxic relationship or love yourself enough to get out of those toxic relationships. Thank you very much. And this is Cross Culture. Culture.